0: Hey everyone, what's up? It's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival and welcome to the podcast episode number 239. Now, when it comes to self-defense scenarios based on real fights, we've always been told that 80% of all fights go to the ground. Now, whether that number is accurate or not, there are very real reasons why you need to be able to protect yourself on the ground. And one of the worst scenarios you could ever find yourself in is flat on your back with some humongous behemoth thug sitting on top of you as he proceeds to pound your head into the pavement. But even from this really bad position, all is not lost. And today, I'm going to share with you three vicious counterattack moves that anyone can use to escape and even defeat a larger attacker who has you pinned in a ground-and-pound nightmare. It's all coming right up, but first, don't forget to grab this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy cheat sheet covering all the main points in today's broadcast. All you need to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk
1: tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's Jeff Anderson, editor for Minor Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. Okay. Ground fighting. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, this is... Ground fighting is something that used to be relatively non-existent, really, when in the self-defense world. And I've been a lifelong martial artist. I've taken tons of martial arts. Anytime I, you know, whenever I was at went to a different uh, duty station in the military, I always one of the first things I did was seek out whatever local martial art I could find in the area. And pretty much everything I've ever studied never really touched on ground fighting. And it really wasn't until the introduction of Ultimate Fighting Championships or the UFC when Brazilian jiu-jitsu kind of came onto the scene here, and this was pretty, pretty much relatively unknown until the UFC came on. But all of a sudden, these guys were started off in the U- UFC where it was just, it was just like brawling, right? It was like there wasn't a whole lot of technique to stuff. It was really just guys getting in there and beating the shit out of one another. Um, but when the Gracies came on the scene and, and ground fighting, Brazilian jiu-jitsu really became part of it. These guys were mopping up the mat with everybody else because they knew if they got inside if they got in close if they could get this person down to the ground most people just don't know how to fight on the ground even expert martial artists that were used to like stand up striking kicking and things like that well ground fighting dominated the ufc and from that point on people really went out there to they realized that they had to master this technique in order to win these matches But when we look at real street fights, when we look at real fights, the way that they really happen in caught on camera and just, I'm sure, fights that you've seen also, a hefty percentage of those do go to the ground. Now, we say 80%. That's a common term that we use within the industry. Now, again, I don't, you know, whether that number is actually accurate or not. You can pretty much see why ground fighting happens, right? Most people are not used to, I mean, when you think about like fighting, somebody without any real skills, without any close quarters combat skills, what they're doing is they're staying in that striking zone far enough away that they can trade punches back and forth. Or if you're a true like martial artist, maybe you can get some kicks in. You want to be in that that kicking range or that punching range. But we know from, you know, really, for those people that have really dug into what really works in real street fights, that the most damage you can do is in that bad breath zone. It's right up close and personal because. Most people can't fight in that area. In fact, when you get somebody in that clinch, you get them in that really close close quarters range, a lot of people just reach out and grab onto you because they don't know how to fight from that range. When people grab onto one another, that's where it becomes this stand-up wrestling match. And especially in environments that we're talking about outside of like an octagon or a ring where you have environmental concerns there, curbs. Um, medians for parking uh, lots, uh, vehicles, other people, chairs in a bar situation—all of those things you can get wrapped up, tripped over, fall down, and then hit that hit that ground right then and there. Then all of a sudden, you're still in that wrestling match, but it come it becomes. Uh, that's when it is a ground fight. So it is very common that you could find yourself in this position. Now, most people think of this as like a wrestling scenario, not something that you want to be in, but that's what it ends up being. And this is the most dangerous place you can absolutely be, right? Because if you are on the ground, think about it, you don't have mobility. Um, you, you're not able to move as you would if you're standing up you can't escape the area you can't um, get your get a more stable platform with your feet um, you have less mobility you can't strike you can't rear back and punch somebody with all of your force you don't have that kind of ability there especially if you're on the if you're on the ground and you're on your back and you've got somebody on top of you right the other thing is that you have less visibility you're not able to able to move your head around you're not able to move your body around to be able to get a 360 degree kind of knowing what's happening. So even if you're on top in a ground fight, which is a superior position, um, most likely you're just focused in on that person right in front of you and you don't see what's happening around you. Now, if you're on the ground, it's even worse because you're typically trying to avoid being punched in the head and you can only turn to the left and the right and most likely your eyes are going to be closed also just out of self-protection. So you have less visibility in that spot as well. you have less power because you're not able to use the strike I mean those strikes that you have available to you you don't have that ability to rear back and, and be able to get more power off it. You don't have a stable platform with your feet. you're pretty much just going for you know basically working in inches rather than feet and the other part of the the, i mean really the, the the big danger of being on the ground is that you're so vulnerable and i've seen this countless times um just in my work in especially in security work in new mexico where we had i mean i lived in an area that was a high gang population and i saw gang fights all the time and i can tell you that if there's anybody around like let's not i'm not saying you're 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 uh, you're driving the streets of new mexico getting in fights with gangs but you know no matter where you are once you hit the ground and once somebody is on top of you pounding away at you it's very common for this person's buddies to be able to go in and join in because it's safe for them right it's a cowardly move but they're going to teach you a lesson especially if you're talking about a scenario where it's not just you know just a you know arguing over a spilled beer in a bar but actually in an, an attack that happens and there are multiple attackers that you're dealing with. Once you're on the ground, it's it's game over. And I've seen this countless times where people will just start stomping on the person who is getting beat up by their buddy. Um, but everybody just wants to jump in and do it. Now, if you're winning the fight, the same thing is going to happen. Whether it's from the guy's buddies who are going to help him out and just give a give you a solid football kick to the head to get you off of him or whether it is an innocent bystander who it looks like you're winning the fight and so you look like the aggressor and so they're going to reach out and and help that person also. But either way, it's it's just a very vulnerable spot, one that you don't want to be on. And the worst case scenario there is where you are flat on your back with some giant thug sitting on your chest pounding away at you. All right. Um, Now, most most people do not seek out these kind of skills when it comes to ground fighting. So we know that it's a, a probability that's going to happen, but still most people don't go out there and look for these kind of skills. Most likely, unless you are some mixed martial artist that I'm talking to right now, even if you've taken another martial art, a lot of times they, there is no ground fighting as part of that Martial art and if you're just looking for any self-defense skills, whether you're looking online or, or whatever um, Again, a lot of people just don't go out even looking for the information because and there's a number of reasons I mean one they they think that they won't go to the ground uh, hopefully you can see now from the reasons that I gave a why it's probable that you could go to the ground the reasons Why people get go um, go to the ground? Especially if, even if you are ambushed and we talk about like criminal attacks when somebody you know, they don't they don't want to fight uh, from you, they just want your money, or they just want to—they just want to attack you and hurt you. And so, they're not going to give you any warning. A lot of times, those things can happen as a complete no-warning ambush, and all of a sudden, you've been hit over the head, and then you find yourself on the ground. Um, so that's one thing: is that people don't think they're going to go to the ground. Hopefully, we've we've established that that is going to happen. Um, the second reason I would say is that. They don't think that they can win on the ground. When you look at, um, if you, if you, you, know, we've always considered Brazilian jiu-jitsu as kind of like the master martial art for for ground fighting. And when you see those techniques in any sort of a mixed martial arts event like the UFC, um, they look difficult. Like, right, you have to know how to get into arm bars and and uh, how to get how to get them in arm bars, how to get them in the chokes. And there's all these different ground fighting moves that you'll see in these events, and and they look difficult. They they are difficult. They take a long time to master. Um, or you might think that because you're smaller or you're older, that there's no way you're going to out wrestle a a larger attacker that has you on the ground. And so why even bother, right? You're kind of screwed at that point. And then the other, the other thing is, um, the reason why people don't seek out ground fighting is because they they think that you need these special skills. And again, going back to it, it looks difficult. You you think that, okay, well, if I'm gonna, you know, ground fighting really is about mixed martial arts, these guys are the masters at it, and so, one, I've gotta find one of those schools, then I have to practice those skills over and over and over again, and it's gonna take money, it's gonna take time, it's gonna take all these things, when i probably am not going to get into a fight anyway and there's a lot of logic to that and of course that's the way that's the perception that you need these special skills well actually the secret to surviving on the ground is to not use any special mixed martial arts skills now if you this is something that is a passion for you if mixed if you're really like into martial arts and you really like mixed martial arts and you want to learn those skills and you have the time money and and ability to practice those things, more power to you. I'm always into people taking things to the next level, but most people are not going to go that that route. And the good news is, is that you don't have to. Violent attacks, especially when you're in a true life or death scenario, like being pinned on the ground in in a ground fight, require equally violent and vicious solutions. And I have three techniques I'm going to teach you that are actually so brutal and vicious that they're considered illegal in matches such as the UFC. In fact, technique number three I'm going to show you is really going to shock you. And actually, you can even demonstrate this on yourself to prove just how effective it is. Now, these three vicious techniques are easy. They require no brute strength. They don't require any practice at all to get them right. And they're all coming right up. But first, check out this special message.
1: Imagine staring up at a six foot nine, 350 pound biker dude, rage in his eyes, ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do without cowering in fear, without begging for mercy, without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid. Isn't it? Two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD, you can claim now at defeatlargerattackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack, and end it quickly, and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.DefeatLargerAttackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show.
0: Okay, everyone, welcome back. This is Jeff Anderson again. And uh, look, um, so we're talking about ground fighting and we're talking about three vicious techniques that anyone can master right now in fact you don't even have to practice them you don't even have to learn them you don't even have to see a demonstration of them i'm going to show you just how easy it is even if you are a smaller weaker or even older person and you have this giant behemoth on top of you and we're going to really make i'm going to make this challenging here i'm going to give you the worst case scenario that you are a smaller person that you are uh weaker potentially than the person you're and you've got this giant thug sitting on top of you in a ground and pound situation and you only have seconds to be able to get out from under him because of all the things that we said here because you're at a disadvantage when you've got somebody sitting on top of you potentially with his buddies around you you only you really only do have maybe even split seconds to be able to get out from under him and be able to get on your feet and either escape or be able to fight back and even defeat them from that position it is possible and these three techniques i'm going to show you are just a few of the techniques that you can use but um, what's really special about these things, and, and and the reason why they're they're so effective is they are, they really are considered illegal. You're not allowed to use these techniques in in the octagon for like mixed martial arts for like Ultimate Fighting Championship. The reason why is because they're so brutal and vicious that they could literally end somebody's career. They could. They could do permanent damage to somebody if they were actually um, if they're actually used inside of these matches. So for safety's sake, they're not allowed. But however, those that's exactly what you need when it's a life or death scenario and you are fighting for your life there and you're in this position. All right. So again, we're going to look at this position of you're on your back, you've got knocked down, you're you're in a parking lot somewhere, you got you got ambushed somewhere, and you've got this giant guy on top of you trying to put your head into the pavement here. Okay. All right. Three vicious techniques now. Um, so the first one is going to be small joint manipulation. Considered illegal, not allowed to do it. And what do I mean by small joint manipulation? Mean meaning not like your knee, or you, you don't have to get these guys into like this leg locks that you see in the UFC, or these arm bars, arm you know, even elbows um, and 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 knees. They're they're all they're all larger um, joints that. You know, you can manipulate with leverage, but it does take strength, it does take skill, it does take technique to be able to get somebody in those positions and use them. So, what I'm talking about is small joint manipulation. And what I mean by that is really your finger, the, the, the attacker's fingers. So when you think about it, I mean, in order for somebody to be able to strike you, they're either going to be doing it with two hands on top of you and trying to punch away at you. Or they're going to have one hand on like your shirt or they're going to grab you and they're using their strong arm to be able to punch away at you. Okay. Well, anytime that somebody grabs you, they're giving you an opportunity to be able to use those small joints to your advantage. Now, it's not—it does not take strength to be able to um, to grab onto a finger, especially if it's an outside digit like the pinky, or but any of the fingers will work. All you're trying to do is get to a finger. Now, it, it doesn't matter if the guy is 280 pounds and sitting on top of you, and he's got big giant, you know fingers that that look like my forearm um those fingers only bend one way or i'm sorry two ways they bend they bend back a little bit right but they and they bend forward all the way well what i'm talking about is sideways and you can even do this on your on yourself if you take your finger and you just grab onto one of your fingers with your other hand and you start to just with a tiny bit of pressure either go to the left or the right, you'll notice that it it doesn't take much to be able to, you know, see where you're getting resistance on those joints. And it does not take much to take that and just snap it. So I'm not talking about grabbing onto a finger and trying to slowly pull it to the side to get them to say, owie, and get them off of you. I'm talking about when you get a hold of that finger, you take it and you just twist it not twist it, but you you basically wrench it to the left or the right, doesn't matter which way you're gonna go because it doesn't go either way, and just snap that thing. That small joint manipulation is going to be such intense pain, it's going to take away the structure of that hand right there. So you're now down to fighting a one-handed person who is in agonizing pain because they have a broken finger. Now again, it does not take much pressure to be able to do this. So even if you are a smaller, weaker person, all you have to do is get to a finger now if this person is punching away at you with both hands or with both fists and not grabbing onto you there are still ways to be able to force him to be able to get his hands into your position and one of those ways is to start to actually climb you know, use their body to climb up their um, climb up their shirt basically so you can either push out their legs which forces them forward you can kind of buck up if you've ever you know thought about you know the common thing that people do—you you bring your heels up closer to your butt and you pop up a little bit—but um, again, we're talking worst-case scenario. This guy is huge, and you can't do that. Um, you can go ahead and grab onto their shirt. And all you have to do is just start, get your head down to avoid getting it hit, and then just start walking up their shirt. Like you're basically climbing up as if it were a rope, as if their shirt was a rope, and you just start doing that. What that does is it forces you, it forces them to either grab onto you or they're going to fall forward because they can't they can't try and punch away at you and maintain their balance like that um, at the same time. So climbing up their shirt is one way to also to get to their fingers actually. All right. So that's a small joint manipulation is technique number one. Technique number two might seem a little bit obvious to you, but for some reason, most people never even think about it. Now, this is, again, a very easy one to get to even if somebody has both hands and they're punching away at you, and that's the groin. And um, I'm not talking about like, um, there's actually a lot of ways to get to, and actually it's one of the easiest targets to get to if you're in that position where you've got somebody sitting on top of you, even if they're sitting on your chest. The problem is, is that most people never think of the groin as an actual target. Um, I think we're just kind of conditioned that way as as kids. Like, I mean, I'm a guy, you know, I was always told, you know, you never, never hit another guy in the in the, you know, never kick anybody in the balls. You just never you don't do that because it hurts so damn much. Right. So and the other thing is that I mean, I think when it comes to fighting, especially as we're programmed when we're younger. Is that it's just not manly to be able to strike somebody in the groin well we're talking life or death here and it actually is a very effective target and even in a ground fight again it's the easiest thing you can get to because it's right there in front of you this guy's sitting on top of you here it's right there so um, and it's just it's just easy to access even if I mean, all you have to do is get your hand onto your body and you can cover up with one hand with one arm you can put your elbow over your over your head just to be able to be able to give yourself some protection from being struck and then all you do is just take your body or take your hand and then slide it down your body until you reach his groin area from here you can you might even be able to strike down down your body if you've got that much room to be able to um, be able to just take your fist and just slide it down and with a straight punch down to the groin but better way is to be able to just reach get your hand down there cup it reach grab the balls twist pull wrench that thing out of there and um and trust me that 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 survival mechanism that this person has they're either going to do a couple of things most likely they're going to be able to they're going to try and jump off away from you or they're going to try and grab onto your hand guess what happens when they grab onto your hand they've now given you the ability to reach over with your other hand and grab onto a finger I think you know what to do from there, right? But it is a very easy target to get to and very effective at getting them off of you and giving you some space to be able to get on to your next attack, all right? Now, this third one that I'm going to teach you, this third technique, is brutally effective. It is considered illegal in UFC matches, as is any sort of groin strike or or pulling or anything like that. But this one you can even demonstrate on yourself, and I think you're going to be shocked at just how effective it is. And it's a, a technique that's actually it's it's a, a an, an old, very old technique that's that was used in it was a dirty move in wrestling. And it's called fish hooking. And fish hooking, if you think about, it, just like just like you would actual fishing, where the hook gets caught into the fish's mouth. And it's really just being able to use um, any any sort of leverage on a person. I mean, fish hooking can be done on any orifice, essentially. <laughs> Let your mind wander on that one. But, you know, whether it's the nose or an eye socket, um, what I'm going to be talking about here, though, is the mouth, like a true, like kind of a, a fish hook thing. And the thing is, is that if you can get your let's say you're on your back, right, and you can get to this person's head, whether they are close enough to you and you have enough reach that you can just reach out with both hands, shoot them straight out from your center line and grab onto their head. Okay, you just grab onto the side of their head, grab onto their ears, any way that you can get to their face essentially um, is one thing. Um, or if it's a situation where um, you grab onto their shirt, again, like we, what we said before, and you kind of hunch hunch your, your head into their body as you're kind of climbing up their shirt as if it's a rope, that will bring them to you as well. And once you get up to the top of their shirt, it's a very, very short move there to be able to grab onto their head. Now, you can do this with one hand, okay? So you can potentially grab onto... Uh, their head with the back of their head with one hand and then stick um, I like the thumbs actually because you have more more power with the thumbs but getting your just getting your thumb inside of their mouth now of course you don't want to try and go like deep you know you're not trying to go down their throat because then you're gonna get your you're you're gonna get bit all you're trying to do is get inside of their lip that's it so when you do that you get it you can do this right now I want you to I've got a two-stage demonstration here for you so I want you to stick your thumb in, or your finger uh, doesn't either one into the side of your mouth. Grab onto your lip, not don't go don't go past the teeth. Just grab onto the lip like you're you're hooking a fish, and now pull off to the side. Okay, go ahead and do that right now. When you do that, you'll notice that you have amazing amount of leverage. So one, it, it does hurt like it stretches the mouth some, right? But You'll also notice that you you have amazing leverage there. Like nobody's going to be able to, they're not going, mean, it's going to be so, you're going to tear their mouth essentially um, if you try and do that and they try to resist it. So their head is going to go with it. And we know that where the head goes, the body follows, right? So if you do have the other hand on the back of their head and you can fish hook with your other hand and you twist their head, that's going to allow you to twist them right off of you. In fact, it could even potentially put you on top of them in a superior position, all right? But here's stage two of this that I'm going to really show you here. I want you to go ahead, go ahead and put your one finger, like hook your, your, your pointer finger inside of the the same side of your mouth. Okay. So just like you just did um, this other time. All right. Now, take your other hand and do the exact same thing on the other side of your mouth. So now you have two fingers inside of your mouth. Now pull those fingers apart in opposite directions you're most likely not even going to get about a three quarters of an inch before you realize that if you were to do this in a really forceful way, you would essentially rip open your mouth. Now, this is going to be something that, again, this is brutal. It is vicious. And it's something that you can demonstrate on yourself to see just how effective it is. But this technique is going to absolutely take this person off of you most likely bleeding out of the mouth and it's going to it's going to shock the hell out of them but it's going to be excruciating pain that does give you an incentive and insane amount of leverage as well. So this technique, you can see why this is considered illegal and you're not able to do this in these kind of fights. I mean, imagine ripping somebody's mouth flat open inside of like a, a sporting event, right? Um, nobody wants to have that done to you. And uh, and we are talking about potentially, you know, having, you're gonna, they're going to need stitches. Imagine they're going to have scars at the side of their mouth, like they're the joker for the rest of their life. All right, so this is a technique again, it takes no strength whatsoever. You can see from demonstrating on yourself that it takes absolutely no strength. All right, all right, so those are three again, brutal, vicious ground fighting techniques that anyone can use. You can see how simple they are, you can see how they require no strength whatsoever, you can see how anybody can master this, you can see how it takes no practice whatsoever. So, ground fighting demystified here, it's not that hard. It's really a mindset of what, how, of how brutal you can get yourself to get to get to that level to be able to defend yourself in this kind of an attack, and I, you need to understand that it is a true life or death scenario because of just once somebody's kicking away at you on the ground and their buddies are, it's it's not hard to imagine how one strong kick to a vital part of your head could actually kill you, all right? So you need to consider this life or death and you need to be just as vicious to be able to escape and survive, all right? All right, well, there you have it. Um, Hopefully, you got a lot out of this. I think uh, a lot of people, uh, my goal here really is for you to really understand that this is something that you can do and that you need to do because of the reasons why it is a more probable situation that you're going to be in, all right? All right, until our next Modern Combat Survival Broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying, prepare, train, and survive
1: this has been modern combat and survival Survival. we hope you've enjoyed the show you can help us out by rating our podcast on itunes and leaving a comment